The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. And it's the Pat Kenny Show with Anton in for Pat. Now, you may be getting to that point in life where you're glancing in the mirror and you're noticing less hair there than there might have been before or that it is receding backwards when it used to be slightly more forwards. Maybe it is something you don't worry about. Maybe it's something that you're getting self-conscious about. But we have uh, people with us who are going to tell us about the experience of getting that reversed and the kind of technical requirements and medical requirements. Those people being Dr. Morris Collins, who's a consultant surgeon and medical director and team principal of Hair Restoration Blackrock, and uh, Mark Fennell, who is performance and life coach, who recently had a hair transplant three weeks ago. That's right. What caused you to decide you were going to do it? Yeah, and this is the question I receive a lot of everyone asking why. Um, For me, because for a lot of people it's confidence, but for me it wasn't a confidence thing. It was more of a self-image thing. And what I mean by that is I had my hair shaved when I was younger. I knew what it looked like, but I always preferred how I looked when I had hair. And so it was getting thinner and I've only got one chance to do this because, you know, you've only got so many graphs to work with. And I said, you know what, I want to get it done. The opportunity came along and the wife was like, well, then go get it done. You know, and no, I have to apologize. I'm going to look at your head a lot during this. You it's can, and that's what's for. <laughs> <laughs> so when you decided to get it done, you did your bits of research. Give mm. us a sense of what the, I don't want to know exactly what you paid, but give us a sense of the kind of the ballpark of money and whether or not how you knew that you were a good candidate for a hair Yeah, well, this is it, because for me, the first and foremost, do the homework, do the research, like everything, right? It's But except it's not a home, it's not a holiday on TripAdvisor. It's permanent and it's once you want it done right. So look, I looked at all the options, you know, here, overseas and elsewhere. I had some friends who had gotten things done overseas and so forth, and they had quite a few implications, problems and different things. And and I looked online, I came across HRVR and I saw the recovery photographs and different things. I said, they're not as bloody or gory or anything like that I've seen elsewhere. And my friends were like, I'd never go there again to where they'd gone. So I w- looked into it. It's only based in Blackrock. So I said, I'll go in at least, start the ball rolling, meet with them, do the homework, etc. Get pricing, what's involved and what are my options? And that's where it all began. That's what I'd say to suggest to anybody. Um, what do you pay? You can pay anything. It's going to be from a few thousand to whatever you want to pay, but it's really down to how much hair you have to work with. So it, it's going to be very different for everybody. How much did you have? Um, the exact number I, was well over a thousand graphs. So, which sounds like a lot, but you can do it up to two. But when you went in, were you were you widow's peaky or were you um, totally bald on top? Or? So no, so I had I've, I've chronic alopecia, which means it's receding, but not just on top and sides, at the back and the sides at the side of your head, which is not as as common. So I was losing it kind of everywhere, and so they have to take it from the back of the head and the side of the head, and. They modelled it up and made it look, because I wanted age appropriate. I didn't want to have this big, you know, so looking different than what I should be looking. So I wanted age appropriate. So they look at how many graphs they can get, the quality of the graphs. And then they say, right, this is how many we can get, give or take. And this is what we can do with it. Morris, uh, Dr. Morris Collins, talk to us a little bit about how this technology has changed. Because there was a time when hair transplants made you look like a doll with the sort of the plugs. It has changed a lot since then. Hmm. Yes, um, our company is 20 years next month and I started studying hair five years before that and it was coming to the end of the era of the big plugs. So these were four millimeter punches that were used to punch out clumps of hair from the back, which is the permanent region normally, and then reposition them into the front. And of course you couldn't get any finesse or 
refinement with that. And it looked like a yard brush or a Barbie. <laughs> and, but, you know, they, it, it, to the lay person, it looked dreadful. But to the bald man, they had hair in their head. And it was that psychological change. And hair is all about what's going on inside your head. The obvious effects of the transplant are visible to anybody on the outside. But it's all about self-esteem and self-confidence. And I don't hear men telling me frequently that they're better looking. I hear the words self-esteem, self-confidence, a sense of contentment and peace of mind. Mm. Now, the technology that has changed, there are now, as I understand it, two ways that this can be done. You can take strips of follicles or you you can take individual or very small groups of follicles. Is that right? Correct. So if you like, the four millimeter punch that I referred to earlier would take 20 or 30 follicles and uh, transplant them en masse. We are now down to little mini punches, 0.8 millimeters. So you're taking out individual hair follicles. Now, there's more than one hair in each follicle, an average of two. So by taking them one by one from the uh, permanent region, you don't leave a linear scar. And with the modern haircut, like Mark's, he can cut his hair down to a blade two or a blade one and there's no linearity to the scarring. Mm. So it's just slightly thinner at the back, but it doesn't matter because the back is dense you, anyway. In fact, it's interesting, you debulk the hair. The modern, In the old days, men used to have a big comb over flying across, catching the wind, look ridiculous. I now call the close um, haircut on the back and sides, short back and sides, classical comment, mm as the modern comb-over, because the hair here bulks up and then there's hardly any growth on top. So it accentuates the lack of hair on top. There's differential growth. Mm. Tell us then about, Mark, the uh, procedure itself. How long did it take? Was there any pain? And how long was the convalescence? Yeah, that's a great question. And the amount of people who messaged me, because I shared my story on Instagram and the amount of messages, both from men and women, and that was all like, tell us more, show us more. People are very curious about the whole thing. You, it's straightforward. You go in early that morning, you're in you, about eight o'clock, they shave your hair, they draw out, you know, that everyone's happy, the, how it's going to look. And, you oh, know, as in mark. with the Sharpie, this is Basically, where we're going to put it. Basically, in with the Sharpie, the marker's on the head, this is where we'll take from and this is what it'll look like and this is the area we'll implant it. Um, so they give you some happy meds at that point to make you nice and relaxed. Um, they give you a menu, order your, your lunch and so forth. Um, to be honest, I found it like a day off. Um, people said, what's the pain like? Uh, to be honest with you, getting a tooth out or a filling is, is worse for me. Than so how long does, does it take? I was home by six o'clock, so it's a, it's a full day. So you're sitting there for six, seven hours while they're farming and replacing Face down hair. for a couple of hours. Um, you're kind of, I've slept for most of it and then you're face up watching Netflix for the other half of the day. Now, I remember watching Angus McAnally posted a video on YouTube of his hair transplant experience. And the bit that I hadn't realised was yeah. the level of early convalescence maintenance. I think he had to sort of wet his head every 15 minutes for 24 hours. Well, it was uh, tw- every 20 minutes for 12 hours. And then when you're awake for the first four days, it's every half an hour and it's literally just spraying it. So it stops it being itchy. But the beauty of that is you don't have to wear any bandages. Um, and bleeding is pretty much, you don't have any bleeding per se. I didn't have any anyway. And swelling, I didn't have any. So that plays a huge part in this, even though it seems so simple. 
What about um, if you want to do this without people? Because I, I know of a person who recently got it done, but he hasn't told anybody that he's gotten it done and only a few people have put two and two together. But he managed to cut the hair short, disappear on holidays and come back and sort of nobody really noticed. How long does it take before it looks like you haven't had a surgical intervention? Two weeks. Yeah, if you weeks. do, there, there are two techniques. One is called FUT. That's where we take a strip and we want the hair long for that. And you can go back to work two or three days later and nobody will notice. Uh, with the FUE, because we have to shave the head to do it in most cases, then if you wait for two weeks and re-photograph the head, back of the head where the grafts were removed from, you won't see any evidence of it at all. Now, what about if you, I mean, Mark is a young man, so let us imagine that Mark has just had this done. What guarantee is there that the recession that Mark had previously won't now create a moat between the hair that's just gone in and yes, his new hairline? That's a very good question. And people are under the illusion from the commercial clinics that you can cure male pattern hair loss. And Anton, if I had the cure for male pattern hair loss, I would not be sitting here talking to you. <laughs> this would be Viagra too, effectively. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be living in the Bahamas. I'd be owning them. <laughs> there is no cure for this condition. And what we have to do is use our experience to guide the patient as to wh- where he would get the best cosmetic impact from the transplants. A lot of men will be troubled by the hair loss at the back of the head. And that's the most obvious baldness. Mm. But the facial framing is the key element to any transplant. And it's, it's all about the man in the mirror. But how do you then, when, is it down to the skill of the surgeon to say, this is as far back as I should go, or this is as drastic as we can go, because in 10 years you are likely to be at yeah, X they point? they kind of give you an age appropriate. Like I wanted an age appropriate. I didn't want to, you know, a big clump and then it's gone elsewhere. They showed me progressions of other pictures and so forth. And they had like, well, because they're here 20 years, this is what can happen. This is most likely how you're looking to go. And they're able to show me that. So it's kind of gauging it. And I think that was very important. And Anton, sorry for interrupting. Hair matters to men right throughout their life. The 20-year-olds think when they get to 30, it won't be an issue and go on. The oldest patient who came into us looking for a hair transplant was 92 years old. Isn't that amazing? Well, it's interesting. It fits exactly with the text that's come in to say, from a woman, is it appropriate to talk to men about hair loss? I feel like it's treated as something you can joke about, but I joked about it with a co-worker once and he was visibly upset. It really matters to it some It does guys, matter. It? Like, you know, when I, I, I work with people on their self-esteem and confidence all the time as a performance coach, and one of the big things is hair for men. If the man brings it up, great, but don't bring it up if he doesn't. Because for a lot, for me, it wasn't a confidence thing, but for a lot of men, it is a confidence thing. But also don't wade into the jokes. There's a lot of guys who have hair loss who make jokes about it. That's, That's for their them to mechanism. Make, yeah, just That's their let them mechanism, yeah. One final thing, we're talking a lot about men. Do you get female clients? Yeah. We do, but female hair loss is a completely different condition to men. And it's different causes. You can get women with pattern. The female scalp is very much more sensitive, so... We wouldn't do anything like the number of hair transplants that we do on men. This is primarily a, a men's thing. And a lot of women get scarring alopecias, which are a completely different medical That's issues. Funny. As you say the words, the text says, is there a cure for frontal fibrosing alopecia in women? I'm taking antibiotics and using Regain every day. It seems to have slowed it down a bit, but my hair still falls out a bit. But that's a completely different condition to, to what men get. Totally different. 
Well, mazel tov on the new hair, Mark. Uh, I hope it goes well for you. That is Mark Fennell, who is performance and life coach and three weeks into a new head of hair and Dr. Morris Collins, uh, who is consultant surgeon, medical director and team principal at Hair Restoration Blackrock, the crowd responsible. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.